Thanks for listening to The Rest is Politics. Sign up to The Rest is Politics Plus to enjoy ad-free listening, receive a weekly newsletter, join our members' chat room and gain early access to live show tickets. Just go to therestispolitics.com. That's therestispolitics.com. Hi there, Alistair Campbell here from The Rest is Politics. Now, we don't talk very much on The Rest is Politics about one N. Farage and his desperate attempts to keep grabbing as much publicity as he can by eating grubs and talking absolute nonsense in the jungle. But is he entertaining the public? Not something Rory Stewart and I are going to talk about, but our new sister podcast, The Rest is Entertainment, will not be judging his contribution to our nation's political life, brackets and negative brackets, but instead they'll judge his ability to eat kangaroos' testicles on national television. Hosted by the hilarious Marina Hyde and the very cerebral and talented Richard Osman, the show looks at telly, films, books, celebrity gossip, all things entertainment. Here's a taster of the first episode. Nigel in the Jungle. Yeah. Uh, okay, so first of all, I'm a Celebrity is has been so long ITV's biggest show, I think. Yeah. And it's still, it's the biggest show of the year, actually. Ratings-wise, it is the biggest show of the year already. And Nigel Farage is, I think, their most expensive contestant ever at £1.5 million. I think he is a good booking for ITV. And I will say that that's because what he's done is he's got people to watch the show who perhaps might not otherwise watch it. Or he, it, it's one of those slight marmalade droppers when you hear it and people think, I'm going to tune in. And then I guess you hope that they get caught up in the stories and the other contestants and whatever. Because, by the way, I don't think he's a fantastic contestant, but we can come on to that in a bit. Well, it's two things. They don't like my, Nigel Farage being given £1.5 million. But I don't think anyone likes anyone being given £1.5 million. Even your best friend, if like your best friend said, someone's just given me £1.5 million, you go, ah, oh, no, that's annoying. And then the question of should he be in there and is he going to use it in some way to leverage um, that sort of uh, attention to further his ends I think this I think that I'm a celeb by and large never does contestants much good if they're not particularly likable and he's not particularly likable I think what he thought was, I'm going to go in there, uh, I am going to be voted for every single task because I'm the bogeyman, oh my god, people love to hate me Uh, and what's happened is people have gone, no, just don't really care now, I think Farage, he even said, he, he said in um, one of the first episodes, he was not voted for a task. So he wasn't voted. And genuine shock on his face, like he'd lost another by-election. Okay, so he had that thing like, oh, no, the, the dolphin has got more votes than me. And he said, if you get voted for the task, you get 25% of the airtime. Okay, so that's his game. He wants to go in there. He wants to set himself up as sort of a man of the people. But the beautiful thing about reality TV is you can try and be whatever you want, but people find you out. The trouble with Farage, I think, is is that he's actually, and he's, why he's not an interesting contestant, is that he is, he's a very boring man. He has no sort of hinterland whatsoever. Can you imagine him listening to music? If he did listen to any music, it would be like a sort of CD that would have come free on the Sunday Times in about 2001. <laughs> Absolutely no interest in anything. I once interviewed him and asked him for his favourite film and genuinely he couldn't think of the name of a movie and in the end he just had to say something. 
And he suddenly remembered Richard Curtis as an idea and said, I think it would be one of those Richard Curtis things. Uh, you know, so he was a really emotional human and said, and I, uh, yeah, lo love actually. It was the only one he could remember clearly. He literally, I was thinking, just say The Great Escape, say, say The Dam Busters. I mean, God, it's not all hard. Of, all I'm thinking of now is what's my favourite film. <laughs> if I was being interviewed by Marina, what would I say my favourite <laughs> film is? That's the thing. See, Nigel Farage has spent a long time in politics. And in politics, he is a charismatic man because he's more charismatic than other politicians. However... If you put yourself in a room, if, if you put yourself in a room with Sam Thompson from Made in Chelsea, okay, you disappear. He did a task where he had to drink various things, you know, cow's anus, the, the usual stuff, kangaroo's anus probably. And you could tell he was trying to be the sort of hail fellow, well met sort of man of the people, alpha male. But, you know, he's up against Tony Bellew, who's the world cruiserweight champion, who's like an actual alpha male. Right, And Tony Bellew is amazing for that show. He's perfect because this is a guy who's been through all sorts of challenges. And Farage disappears. I noticed this last night where they said to Tony Bellew, tell us, you know, Tony Bellew was telling the story and saying about that Usyk fight. And it was went out in the eighth round, but he can't remember anything about the eighth round. And he said, essentially, the referee saved his life. And then they said to Farage, tell us a story. And he said... Do you know what? When I first stood for Parliament, I didn't even care if I was going to win. And I thought, OK, A, lucky. And B, what? And the camera just sort of panned away because it's so boring. He is always on. He is trying to yeah. hit prepared lines on a reality format, which is just bizarre. He's treating it like he's going on one of the Sunday politicians shows. For a start, he had quite a few sort of prepared jokes. Yes. So he'd be like, I have some snakes. I've met some snakes in the European Parliament. And then, you know, like uh, when he had to eat some, someone's anus or other, he said, oh, what's the thing? I, I think I got the back end of this deal. And I was thinking, you've got about four days left of this material. And then you're kind of on your own with your own personality, which isn't enough. See, when people say ITV shouldn't have booked him, the BBC should not have booked him 30 times for Question right. Time, is the truth. Because Question Time is easy for Farage. Because, again, he, you know, he's, he's up against people who have zero charisma usually and something like that is what Boris Johnson is very good at if he knows he's got three minutes to answer a question he knows he can say exactly what he wants and so long as he keeps going and keeps going nothing will come back at him in the jungle you can't do that in the jungle you can you could say occasionally he tries to say something political Fred Syriax is, is, is the only one who really picks him up on stuff uh, and you can you can see finally Farage is like this is what I'm here for. I'm going to talk about the fact that you know there's too many immigrants coming into the country, and you think, nice. This is uh, this is this is not where we are. And Fred is actually sort of doing some useful things around the camp. You're just like you know one of your dad's friends. But he does this sort of he goes to the Bush Telegraph, which I guess is the equivalent of Big Brother's Diary Room or something like that. Yeah. And there was a thing a sort of monologue he did where he said, you know, a lot of people are saying just what about little old me, uh, what happens if Conservatives lose the next election and they, I, does Nigel become leader of the Conservative Party? And it went on like this and you're thinking, are people saying this in the camp? This is so weird. You're just, <laughs> you look ridiculous. I have not heard Marvin Humes ask if you're going to be the next leader of no, the Conservative Party. None of them. Actually, they have asked him if he would run again. I don't, they're really unclear on like whether Who you he run is. as Prime Minister, how you become an MP, anything like that in, in the main. Clearly what he has taken as his sort of impetus, obviously Nigel's idol is Donald Trump, who famously was the biggest reality star, star of the first kind of golden era of reality TV, if you can call it that, which I personally thought it was an amazing particularly a time. But um, Trump, as the host of The Apprentice, the US Apprentice, had he not done that, he would not have ended up as US president. It was absolutely key. It kind of put him right into everybody's homes. He became a sort of famous person again, having been a kind of a big deal in the 80s. 
And I guess Farage thinks he can use I'm a Celebrity to parlay his way back into his own. If, if it does happen to him, by the way, and if he does somehow, you know, and he does become readmitted to the Conservative Party and um, become significant and senior within it, it won't be because of this show. But anyway, Richard, can you just, as someone who obviously has lots of reality TV experience, can you talk to me about booking? The booking. And- See, it's interesting with Farage. So he's got 1.5 million, which is a lot. And ITV know he's not a great booking. He's an okay booking because, mainly I think honestly because people don't really think he's authentic so they wonder who he really is. Okay, so that's an interesting booking. You know, because like Matt Hancock, you think, I don't know, I have no idea who you are and the generation that grew up watching reality TV knows that they will find something out about this person. They know the first three days he's going to do his pre-prepared lines and then the mask will slip. So it's an interesting booking in that regard. Here's the thing. When they're booking that show, you want to get a mix of people, right? So they've got Marvin Humes and Josie Gibson. So that's the ITV mainstream absolutely covered off. That's, the show that's pony stable. Beautiful. That's people, you know, absolutely we feel safe, we feel at home. They know Sam Thompson is going to be very funny. And he's sort of, people slightly recognise him but don't quite know him yet. So they know they've got someone to introduce to the wider public who the wider public are going to love. Nella, they're thinking, great, we've got sort of a YouTuber, which is, that's the obsession with all these things, is have we got a YouTuber? <laughs> it's like when Strictly got Joe Sugg on. They're like, we've got a YouTuber, guys. <laughs> guys, we've got a YouTuber. Uh, you know, the, the, the klaxon goes off. Uh, what they didn't have there was perhaps somebody older, somebody more mainstream and more establishment who, you know, that's you sort of want that. They were in talks with a lot of the people. Mix. They were in talks with Boris Johnson. They were in talk. I know. I well, mean, he would be a nightmare. I mean, that I would watch because he really would show himself up. He got quite far down the line, I think. He would, I think he, at some point, well, I guess he'll look, see what happens to Farage, which in my view won't be a whole lot. Yes. And then he will decide whether or not to do it. But he'll get desperate eventually. So they well, get. Attention, to, not money. They <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, soon we're going to have Boris Johnson on GB News and we're going to be doing a podcast when that starts. And that's the thing I'm looking forward to most in 2024 because. He is a guest, not a host. He is going to be a terrible, terrible host. And they will have paid him an awful lot of money. And like everyone who pays Boris Johnson an awful lot of money, they are not going to get their money's worth. But I digress. They get him in a golden handcuffs deal and then it's them wearing the handcuffs, yes. (laughs) If you'd like to hear the first episode in full, search The Rest is Entertainment wherever you get your podcasts.